What's up, guys? Welcome to the Cymatic Show. Today we have Mike Lasanti, and uh, really excited about this because one of my favorite episodes is getting the managers rolling. So you want to give a little bit about uh, who you manage and kind of some of the projects you've been involved with? Yeah. So um, my name is Mike Lasanti. I manage uh, Borges, Company, Crank Dat, and Moody Good. Uh, I'm an artist manager and partner over at Prodigy Artists with uh, Will Renzel and Stephen Haddad. And um, yeah. That's pretty much that's what I've been working on right now. So you're based out of LA. Um, born and raised in LA. I'm actually moving back. I spent the last couple of years living in Vegas, um, just for like previous day-to-day uh, -day jobs. But How's that? Well, it was, was kind of nice actually, because while I was breaking my own artists, like you know when I found Company before he was touring and mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, it's kind of a cheap place to live, kind of. So I was able to you know maintain doing you know music full time while. The commissions were kind of starting to build. Yeah, that's <laughs> what Henry Fong was talking about today when he moved yeah. out here. He was like, "Fuck, these prices are crazy. Yeah, like the rent prices are just yeah, yeah, it's insane, ridiculous." Yeah, where are you guys based out of? Uh, we're in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta? suburbs yeah. too. So it's, it's, it's city. We're just kind of off. <clears> for sure. Yeah, so it's super cheap where we in live. The middle it's north. awesome. Like Drew looks like he lives in a cabin. Yeah, I that's live it so on like sick. four acres, <laughs> and it's like it's way way cheaper than you could imagine that's getting so get land out here. So. <laughs> A lot of people think we're from LA just because yeah. obviously like a production company, they're like, wait, they still see like the address like somewhere random mm -hmm. or something and they're like, Wait, you guys are in Kennesaw? Like <laughs> yeah. that kinda <laughs> But um Atlanta's sick. I, I like Atlanta a lot. It's got a cool How'd cool you get started working with uh with Kyle? Because that's that's I mean, we've known Kyle for like yeah. ever now. Yeah, so I mean he was uh, man, I just like saw him. I guess I like heard some beats like a while back. Um, I, I produced radio like for mm -hmm. a long time, like produced like mix shows for various guys and they put, you know, stuff on like, you know, we distribute to like Sirius XM, like, you know, mm -hmm. the hour mix shows, whatever, anywhere from like engineering, playlist curating, whatever. And, you know, I'd come across a lot of like young producers and I've always had a sound, I've always had like a, like a ear for like some of the heavy, like breakdowning stuff from like metal back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I just thought company or Kyle's music was sick, so I, I hit him up, and he was sort of on the fence between like you know a couple other managers I guess were like interested in him, and we just like vibed, and like I brought him over to Warpath when I was partnered with them at the time, and um, yeah, it was at that time it was just um, Tynan and Company were the two guys that I was uh, you know working on breaking. That was like two years ago. Yeah, Kyle's such a hard worker, man. He's oh, so yeah, good. he's so good. <laughs> he's like obsessive. Super technical, man. Like, oh, yeah. If you think about the way he looks at like everything, he's super technical mind. You can oh, yeah. Tell. Oh, yeah, and he's, his ears are like are like robots. He can like hear anything. Like, I'll be like, what, you know, what does that sound? Or, you know, what are they doing here? And I'll be like, oh, well, actually, they're doing this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's funny, especially like the heavy sound design guys are like that. Because some of the chiller artists, they're not necessarily like that when it comes to like their doll and all that stuff. They're yeah. Like super like technical, you know? That's true. Just like carrying it with like instruments or, yeah. you know, music side of things. No, for sure. So what's some of the stuff you actually do for your artists like on a day-to-day? So, so I mean, day to day, I'll just break down like some of the, you know, things that we kind of like look after overall, like anywhere from, uh, you know, shopping records, um, making sure show marketing is uh, in line. Um, um, Can you explain what shopping record is? Shopping Everybody? records, excuse me. Um, so I shopping know a lot records. Of people are listening. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So shopping records is basically. Um, you know, getting a catalog of a product or music together and uh, taking it to different record labels to see, uh, to, to find a fit, mm -hmm. um, you know, for a release to get it scheduled. And then from there, we, uh, 
you know, we, we try to market it properly. Uh, at the end of the day, what I like to think of artist management is like manufacturing a product. So like the artist is, you know, say like a, a pair, like, you know, like in, in fashion, for instance, like a pair of jeans is the product, you mm -hmm. know. There's a manufacturer out there who's, for some manufacturers, the guys who own the factories, that's actually the name of the, of the brand, you know, like it kind of varies like, um, so, you know, management is very, um, is very hands-on, um, and it, it, and in, it, it looks after every aspect, whereas, like, you know, the, the booking agent, you know, they, they look after mainly, uh, you know, booking shows, and, you know, business management looks after accounting, legal obviously looks after contracts, so, I mean, our job, obviously, we have to, um, you know, assemble all those teams, but also, at the same time, we have to um, keep the product sellable, make it sellable if it hasn't been able to be sold, and then you know we'll bring on like an agent per se, and they go sell it on the show front anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, part of keeping it sellable is selling other elements of the product, like you know getting records shopped or you know um, uh, getting press, um, all, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. do you ever bump into problems like uh, with artist egos? Because um, I know that you know it's weird with a man. I've heard that things. from management before. Yeah, I've just you, heard like you know, none of my guys actually. Um, they're all they're all really level-headed and cool. Um, you know, the the only time you ever really like run into that on like a professional kind of standpoint, I think, is like when certain some artists don't want to be like under other artists on flyers and stuff like that. But a lot of time na na nowadays. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Should, um, should lose sleep over it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but not, nothing like, I mean, with, with my with my guys, no, my, my squad's super level-headed. I, I really, they're, they're all really cool. Um, you know, I've, I've known Borges. Actually, just recently signed Borges with uh, Steven and Will. We're, like, you know, sharing the commissions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I was his tour manager in day to day in 2015, so it's like oh, kind of wow. random. Like it was full circle oh, that like wow. I ended up signing him. That like doesn't really happen. Yeah, <laughs> so cool, man. yeah. So what are some stuff you're you're looking for in like a newer guy? Uh, I'm looking for um, some some with a vision beyond the music. I mean, obviously, like there's a lot of really talented guys out there, and there's also you know the gate of entry for quality content is getting easier and easier sound wise. You know, mm -hmm. with the accessibility. Um, but you know it's becoming more just like how, how you know how how the guys you know sequence all the great sounds it's you know the sounds themselves are so like developed now like that you can you know buy or, or whatever like it really comes down to how the guys are sequencing them and really kind of swagging things out being yeah. able to cross over so it really comes down to the vision beyond the the music product it's that you know the, the visual element um treating themselves like an actual brand beyond just, you know, like the music. The social um, strategy. Yeah, the social strategy, the, the, the visual entity. I, you know, I, um, mood boards are really cool for, like, a new artist. Uh, if if, if they have... Describe if they have what you mean by that? A mood board, yeah. So, um, basically, you, you know, like, you put a bunch of photos together, you know, to kind of create like a like like a vibe out of them, like a collective vibe. It's a really good way to actually communicate with graphic designers, um, mm -hmm. visual visual artists, all that. You know, you go, you know, hey, you know, we're looking for this for you know our one client. Here's the mood board, and then here's some ideas we have. So it's kind of like a reference playlist, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, really it's cool. like that, but visual, and and it comes in handy for branding a lot, because um, you know, brand is. In reality, all brand is is direction. So it's like, you know, if if 
if an artist gets their, you know, they, they think too hard about like brand, you know, oh, what's my brand? What's my brand? At the end of the day, it's really just what's your direction and are you going to stick with it over time, mm -hmm. you know? And so like, you know, you, you know, as an artist, as a new one, especially beyond the music, it really comes down to, you know, when you close your eyes, what is this artist, you know, like, you know, for instance, Moody Good, you know, it's like you cl close your eyes, what is Moody Good? You know what I mean? Like you want to be able to just like, boom, mm -hmm. you know? Do you, ever have, what, do, you, do you ever have situations where, like, like for example, something, let's say you have a vision for uh, an artist has a vision, right? Some random shit works. Mm -hmm. And do you ever just pivot and say, we should just keep doing this? Like, this yeah. is fucking killing it. You know Pivoting's cool. Pivoting's always cool. I mean, there's also ways that you can stay on track within the pivot, too. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, from touring to releases to music, there's always a footprint left behind. You know, Spotify, mm -hmm. you can't just really, like, erase something unless you really, really go above and beyond to hit up distribution and all that. Yeah. But it, it's there, you know? Like, yeah. where you've toured, it's there. The history's mm -hmm. there, so... You know, um, the art of the, you know pivoting within itself while keeping while maintaining direction it is an art too. You know, so yeah, I wouldn't I would never like a, like a full 180 pivot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like um, and maybe you should try another alias. You know, like yeah. Sometimes I see people do that, and I'm like, is that the best idea to do? Yeah. Like we have a, a couple people that we know that uh, you probably to know too mm -hmm. that have, have just abandoned their project and been like oh i'm gonna start this new brand blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like in my opinion scary. like chasing an, an opportunity rather than doubling down what's working yeah you know what i'm saying sometimes like i feel like it always seems like grass is always greener on the other side when it's like reality is like double down mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah i mean there's there's a you know there's you know, like, keeping it real in reality kind of can you know take you a long way you know like confidence in your message your direction as i've been saying it It'll speak volumes, you know? Like, you look at, like, there was a lull in dubstep, like, you know, during the whole big room thing, and mm -hmm. a lot of those guys who ended up maintaining the dubstep thing ended up, you know, becoming excision. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, so it's like, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's um, what happens when you kind of keep it real, you know? Instead of pandering to, like, whatever's... Instead of, like, yeah, instead of, like, you know, trying to get your records on spinning in 2012, you yeah, know? Like, like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like you kind of get known for that, too. There's, like, certain artists that come to mind that are known for, like, kind of just jumping from genre yeah. to genre. And yeah. I feel like their fan bases aren't as hardcore. No, yeah, it's exactly, like, yeah. It's like a genuine jump. It's like chasing it down or something. Yeah, 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 yeah and the last thing you want to do is chase, like... Chasing losses or chase just trying to uh, coming off like you're trying to keep up with something. It's already you're like losing authenticity. You yeah, know? for sure. So yeah. So, so something I think would be really interesting to talk about um, is like phases of a music project, mm -hmm. right? So like our fan base, for example, a lot of producers haven't made it yet. Maybe are pretty good at production, have great songs, but they think it's like I'm gonna put out one song, that one song's gonna blow up, and then I'm gonna go straight <laughs> to like touring. There's no like in between branding, marketing, yeah. finding manager, doing any of this. It's just I'm going to put out this song that's going to blow up, and they literally think like that. So I want to talk a little bit about what's your experience from, like, what you think the phases of an artist are from, like, start to, like... Yeah. No, I hear you. And, you know, um, I'll just start by, uh, you know, kind of what you were saying about, you know, these guys just really relying on, like, one song before it's even, like, out yet to, like, just expect to be touring and all that. Like, I, I'm a baseball player, and I like to relate, you know, um, you know, like, kind of planning your product almost around, like some baseball terms like Dude, me and Drake's play baseball oh, killer. we okay, met cool. each other seventh grade playing baseball nice yeah. excellent yeah Same I still play team. Sunday League wood, wood, oh, really? wood bat yeah oh, I didn't even know they have stuff like that just like yeah adult league yeah it's pretty sick are they pitching fast <laughs> yeah yeah there's something like, <clears> I don't want to get hit by my, that ball yeah. again Dude, though I, I, remember, like, I feel like you'd encounter like some high school like 
failure pitchers that are just that are out probably there, like, good. Beaming some beaming big six oh, yeah. six. Dude. <laughs> dude, there's some like minor leaguers and like former minor leaguers who like still throw gas. It's oh, like, cool. <laughs> well, dude, the the worst was like I forget what league it was, Ponte Mustang, whatever the fuck it was at the time. But like, so I think I was like 12, mm-hmm. 13. Yeah. But what happened was is that the pitching mound didn't back up yet. You know what I'm talking about? Where it was like up close. Yeah. And some of the kids were hitting puberty. <laughs> like, dude, so have to six, check your birth certificate. Some six like, one, yeah. six one, like fourteen year old is throwing like eighty, but yep. it's eighty like this close, <laughs> and it was faster than no matter like a hundred going oh back further, God. and that shit was the worst, man. That's crazy. I did not like batting. Like I was pretty good at it, yeah. but then I always I was like, dude, that ball is gonna fucking peg me. Man. Oh yeah, straight uh, up. I've got nailed a couple times for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I always wear it. What position yeah. you wear? Uh, I play third, third base. A third base. Third base. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Hot corner. Yeah. <laughs> don't I don't enjoy it in softball if I ever play, but but you know in regular we're like they're pitching hard and it's more challenging. Yeah. You know, they don't always ro- rope it no. down left. But. That's cool. You do something like that though. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, bringing it back to the music. Um, you know, what you were mentioning with the, you know, like the relying on one track or whatever before it even, you know, gets received per se by like the audience, I call it swinging for the fences, you know, like I, I, I'm not a big fan of really uh, building a business around, um, you know, swing, swinging for the fences per se, like, you know, it's, it's great if you have a hit, but you need to kind of prepare to be, you know, like having a high batting average, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like if, if you just if you're constantly putting out like solid music that people enjoy and then you have like a smash as well, like that comes out on top of that, like you have a, you're, you're feeling your business mm. and you're building, you know, like a really loyal following on the way, you know, cause you know, with all the, you know, the, the playlisting and stuff, it's like, you'll have one smash and then they're on to the next song, you know, you want, you, you want to build your own world. Yeah. You got to be consistent. For yeah, sure. exactly. Um, but like, what's the next step? What's the first step? If you're, if you're sitting in your bedroom, what's the, the first thing you should do is it getting a manager as an, as an yeah is it yes. the manager route or is bedroom, it like releasing a good producer, yeah. like somebody like let's say kyle sitting in his bedroom doesn't ha- know anybody no yep. connections nothing but great music or you can even say what you guys did like, yeah. what you guys yep. do you know well see, i would say it comes down to stacking music so like when i when i found kyle i was actually about a week before i headed out to uh yeah probably about a week or two before i headed out to um to ade a uh, few uh God, what year was it? Maybe like 2016. I don't know. It was one of the 16. I feel years. like it's around then because that's when I. That's when we hired him. Okay. So it was, was probably around then, time. and that, I right heard. I graduated. probably heard all the demos that you heard. Okay. Yeah. That's what got him hired. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So um, I had a meeting with the with the with TJ, the head of a like he's the label manager for Never Say Die, mm-hmm. and um, I told him that you know I might be picking up this guy named Company, and he was like, oh yeah, I've heard of him. Like you know, shoot over some demos, and you know, I told Kyle, you know, it's like, yo, you know, I think they're I think Never Say Die might be kind of interested in you. Like let's let's shoot over like what you're sitting on, and, and ended up working out. That was the Revolt EP. <laughs> oh, that's all. Yeah. So. So just stacking music? Stacking music is everything, you know, because, like, you know, you can get a, you know, labels, you know, more and more they're trying to, you know, um, you know, they they like having, you know, established artists, but at the same time they also, they all, they all like being responsible for breaking an artist too. They all love being, they all, like, love being the first to have a release with someone per se, you know, so, um I always, you know, r- ride the fact that these guys have the passion for finding new talent. It's their job to listen to mm-hmm. new music, you know. So it's like all an artist can do is just stack records in the beginning, you know. Finding a manager prematurely, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
you kind of want a manager to find you, you know, you, you don't like, you know, blowing up a bunch of managers cold calling, like maybe you can get lucky and, uh, but it's, you know, the, 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 the gas that these guys like see like any manager brings, it comes from a passion from them, like wanting the artist to begin with, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so when a case like Kyle's case or somebody who's stacking records, would you have to go into pitch mode or do you not do that? Because then how are you going to find them? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not even pitch mode. A lot of it's just, like, even ideas. Like, I mean, if you're, like, I mean, you know, there, there's there's artists out there, like, that can just, like, have finished music, like, just right off the bat, ready to pitch, you know, like, stack tunes. But, you know, sometimes, you know, even just an idea is all you need, you know. It, it just comes down to, like, having music that's playable, um, you know, getting getting interactive on social media. I mean, like, trying to find a network of other producers that are doing stuff. Um, you know, everyone likes to help each other out. As you guys know, Kyle has like, a, he's always had a huge network of like other fellow producers. Mm -hmm. Some of them have been getting big. <clears throat> Others are still on their way, but you know, they all help each other out, you yeah. know, from reposting to, to sharing IDs, you know, which are, you know, IDs are unreleased tracks if anyone, you know, but it's like, you know, just to share, you know, sharing, just sharing stuff, like helping each other out. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember repost used to be killer back in the day. Yeah, now they're reposting. Not, not now quite it's as like good. Yeah. Now it's more about, I guess, playlisting on Spotify. How does that work with? Because I know you manage a lot of like bass music people. Yeah. Uh, do y'all do a lot of playlist stuff? Yeah, well, we do. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's, there's like, there's bass playlists. Yeah. You know, yeah. now nowadays. Um, yeah, you know, there, it gets serviced. You know, um, my, you know, one of my management partners, Will, who owns. Um, who owns Prodigy with Steven, he's he's really tight with like Kramer, so he'll he'll mm -hmm. he'll dish the records to Kramer. You know, I'll send the stuff to like, you know, the 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 Robbie at you know at, at iTunes and stuff like that. And um it's the same, you know, type of pitch for like, you know, any track because th there's there's playlists for everything now. Yeah. And you know, and the bass playlists are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I I oh, yeah. heard that Spotify is very like Indie and oh yeah, well yeah, indie and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, so you, I wasn't yeah. sure how big the bass playlists were. Yeah, you, you got like your chill hits playlist that's yeah. like just <laughs> huge, you yeah. know. But the chill music's like gotten real big. Oh yeah, like, it's just easy to listen. To. Even to listen even to like yeah. lo-fi, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah, weird how like something yeah. as minimal as lo-fi is hitting mainstream. I know, yeah. But there's a big playlist like Dubstep Dawn's like a Spotify stock mm -hmm. one that does really well, and um, Bass Arcade's killing it. You know, the, the, there's some good ones out there, and then we also there's a lot of repost trades going on, or um, um, playlist trades going on now too. Mm. So these guys, you know, they they develop their playlists um, to get to have a bunch of followers, and then they they trade with each other. You know, like that's you know, I'll, I'll put your track in my playlist. I feel like that's the SoundCloud guys. That's the that's the sound. To, yeah, SoundCloud 2.0. And I do not blame them <laughs> at all. I think it's great. Yeah, no, you it's know, smart. Yeah, so. You know, some guys are more ahead of the curve on it than others. You know, other, you know, there's some artists out there that you would not expect that have huge playlists. And you're like, oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. I'll trade with, I'll trade with you. Well, that's like one of our buddies. Yeah. Well, he yeah. just kills it on Spotify, but yeah. his brand's not that big. But yeah. Spotify, he's like he's tiny, just, but he makes like, he makes like 10 grand a month on Spotify. It's weird. That's it's so like, sick. But so yeah. small. It looks on the front. You look at it. It's like this guy's. Yeah, and everyone's got, got their own tactics. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, but everyone's got their own tactics. Yeah. You know, some people are super tight with the third party playlisters. Some people got, you know, the Kramers that do whatever yeah. they want. Mm -hmm. and then other people have, you know, like, like repost trades or, or sorry, play, playlist trades, you know, unlock, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many different ways you can, you Strategies. know, approach Spotify these days. Yeah. What, uh, what would you say out of all your artists has been like the most successful record that popped off and like went viral or 
Well, I mean, or shocked you, you know what I'm saying, in terms well, of like success. This was before I signed him, but I would probably have to say Borges Tsunami was probably yeah, a pretty well, big one. <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't. He wasn't my client at that time, but <laughs> that was a pretty big one. Yeah, that was a huge. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say as of recent, from who I, you know, when I was working on, I, I'd say, um, I feel like. Um, Companies Rapture did really well. Yeah. It's almost at a mill on Spotify for dubstep, which is really good. Um, his he had a moment during um, when he put out the the Elenium remix. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would I would have to say the the, the most viral of anyone that's in my clients had to have been pre me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's viral, viral. Yeah. Have I'd, you played? Oh, go, ahead. Go, go ahead. Well, have you played with TikTok yet? Just curious. Uh, thought about uh, it. So yes and no. So um, you know, there's there's some Asia strategy with TikTok. You know, we do like third party, pro, you know, like promo out in like Asia with that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, me firsthand, no, <laughs> not yet. But we've I hear heard, it's we've crazy. We've heard some good stuff Just with it. Like hearing a lot of different stuff from a lot of different people about starting to want to play it, and some people having some real success with like it. Like randomly, yeah. like uh, one of their songs will have like 12 million videos played made to it. So like videos 12 million made. individual people. So each like, of those might have 3,000, 5,000, 100,000 We were talking videos. to Booty Vogue, uh, San Holo's manager. Yeah. One of his smaller artists had a random side song. Project. Old, it was a side project. It was, a, it was like an artist. old song that just randomly got picked up on TikTok, and it got 12 million videos made to it out of nowhere. And it's That's like... They ended up selling the record to yeah. some label. But yeah. Made some yeah, good money on it. So. <laughs> That's um, insane. It's pretty nuts. I mean, uh, Old Town Road, I mean, he made that song, and he was, like, studying the different shit going off on there, and he went <clears> off on TikTok. He, like, made that song. Like, he talked about it. He, like, made that song strategically to, to get it on TikTok <laughs> yeah. in the right way. <laughs> That's it's so crazy. crazy. Like, listen to him talk about it, like, how, how he did it. He's I a mean, smart kid. Just memed, wow. his, memed his way up, essentially. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting for sure. Yeah. It's definitely a different approach, like trying to... No, I like it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to look more into it after this interview, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, it's weird because like platforms like that, like just older people just in general, like we didn't grow up with TikTok, obviously, yeah. right? But then like, there's always like this looking down upon like dancing video, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like this is stupid, but people think that about Instagram Old people too. thought old that people about people Instagram. They're like, instant like pictures you're posting, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's always like that looking down on, you know, the newer generation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's always that stuff. Um, how do you I think that you. like artists, bedroom producers should go about like self-releasing? Because that's like... Man, that's tough. I mean, honestly... I would create an internal strategy, um, you know, just put stuff out monthly, but you mean, you just, you gotta try to like get to know people like, I, like, I mean, they like just fellow producers, like yeah. build your own little baby networks, let them grow, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, free downloads are still a thing, you know, like I would, I would recommend like if you, if you really wanted to like, not just, you know, stat, like just hold on to it. Like, yeah put stuff out for free monthly and, um, you know, anywhere from if in, in the base world, you know, like the, the flips still do well, you know, um, if you're like in another kind of genre, I mean, I've seen some, I've seen some like indie stuff that was just put out for free and it like just took off, you know? Like, yeah. So, yeah. It's almost, it's almost random, not it, random, but it's it tough. can be like a, a random, like how the fuck did that end up? Sometimes, sometimes that's the case, honestly, especially like in the beginning when people are just putting stuff out for free. Yeah. So it, when you're managing artists, are you managing multiple? Like, uh, like, like you were talking earlier, like you're down to accept more artists, right? Mm -hmm. um, is that tough? The more artists like you keep taking on? Um, you know, it's, it's all about like the team that you have behind you, you know, like, 
you know, the, the, the my, my day-to-day uh, Shirag, who's off camera at the moment, but he's over, he's over there. Chilling. He's, um, you know, he's, he's made it possible for me to even, you know, handle all the guys that I have, you know, now, you know, with, with, with Steven and Will, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So 100%. it's like, you know, you just, it's all about like exponential, like growth in a sense. It's like, you know, the more artists there are, if it gets too, if it gets too, you know, heavy or whatever, you, you, you work, you know, you make your team fit, fit for it, you know, like it's, um, I just, I call it exponential growth. Like, you know, you just, you build your team. Do you ever feel, um, like the relationships can be vulnerable to like an artist man- manager relationship if one side gets too much leverage in a sense? Let's, let's say if the management doesn't have stakes in a project, project gets huge. Is that a vulnerability, do you feel, like from a management perspective? You mean like in terms of an artist, say, like maybe artist feel, blows up feeling then, like they don't need management or something kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like in the back of most artists' heads, they always feel like they can kind of like manage themselves. Because um, there is, you know, manufacturing the product is so ground zero, you know, and like at the end of the day, like, you know, the artist is the face of, of the brand, but there's a lot of elements that go into the project that the artists, you know, they really don't want to deal with, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes they don't, they don't always see like how much goes in, into the back end, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause at the end of the day, like they should just be focusing on music and then, you know, may, maybe their influencer brand, if they're that type of artist, you know, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, how should you actually go about like pitching, uh, records to labels like if you're I mean if you're if you don't have a manager or something or if you're trying to get songs to labels actually you know this I, I built a lot of um, label relationships back when I was an artist just hitting labels up myself <laughs> does it work pretty good it still can. they respond yeah you'd be surprised Probably I mean gotta, I think you gotta have good music at the end of the day you gotta have good music I mean I'm not like telling people to like go like you know spam spam labels you know I would definitely like check out my yeah 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 you gotta check, go about it the right yeah, way too. check out my mixtape you know <laughs> but like yeah I mean there's so many different ways to go about it like but at the end of the day like you know these these label reps it's their job to like you know find find new cool music you know so you forget that sometimes it feels like you're bothering them almost but yeah. that is their job yeah and i mean and and if you get and you know if you, and you got to try your best to make sure you're not actually bothering them you yeah. know but like there's a way to present product without <clears throat> you know always having like someone on the inside like that knows them you know there's yeah. there's ways around yeah, it i think it's it's, it's half yeah. the, half is a message you send like sometimes mm-hmm. i think a lot of people come off as very like needy, needy yeah like oh, super yeah. needy oh, yeah. it, it, it's very unattractive from like a label or management anybody's perspective mm-hmm. right if somebody's like almost begging you know what i'm saying yeah same as like a needy guy and like and a, a relationship, relationship or something oh yeah it pushes it pushes people away yeah it doesn't yeah. it doesn't help like like being the person who's like i don't think like, for example, let's say, you know, going to a label, you're, like, begging them and mm-hmm. sob story and all that. That's not as attractive as somebody saying, like, I don't know if your label's a good fit. Like, why, why would your label work? Then the person almost feels it compelled to, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just short and sweet, you know? It's like, if, if you really feel like, you know, you're sitting on, you know, 10, 10 originals and, like, you know, you got, like, a cool concept for your brand and, you know, just, I don't know. It doesn't hurt to, like, hit a few people up here and there be like, yo, this is my vision. Um, you know, I'm sitting on like 10 originals right here. Like, 
let's find a fit. <laughs> is, there, uh, <laughs> you know? is there any other spaces? Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you have a lot of electronic guys. Is there any other music spaces you're looking at right now that you think is, like, kind of killing it? Uh, I th yeah, I think the live electronics stuff is killing it. I, I would love to pick up, like, a live electronic Like, what kind of artist, for example? Um... I, I think like Slow Magic is super cool. Oh, that's like that. dude. Yeah, yeah dude, we've we've yeah. we've known him forever. Uh, I gotta text him back. He's supposed to come here. Oh really? Yeah, he, so he's a, he's that. a really cool yeah. dude, man. He's uh, I'm glad you said that. It's crazy because he's been around for so long, but I feel yeah. like his brand could be huge, man. Yeah, yeah. If like it, he's got the right music, he's got yeah. the right like but, look, you know, everything. But, yeah, that kind of like I mean I think he has management, but like that that like type of stuff is yeah, dope. it's, it's so that. cool, man. Yeah, like that that type of stuff. Have you been to a show? No, I haven't. Dude, we've been to a bunch of his shows. They're so much fun, man. He brings the drum out into the middle of the crowd and yeah. it's just playing like in, in between yeah. everybody and it's super stuff, fun yeah and that stuff murders hard ticket you know it's like it's cool yeah, yeah. it's really sick yeah um what back like the band just text him back yeah that's funny you, you know because he, he's a smaller artist but yeah. he's such a cool project yeah, man. there's yeah there's so, so many sick artists out there like <laughs> like his live shows are just so much fun yeah and, like his concept is really cool for like, sure it's almost like should be a marshmallow type thing mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah I was even talking to him. I'm going to help him with some, like, social media stuff. Dope. I was like, dude. Yeah. I was like, you can have content for days. That's rad. Um, yeah. Speaking of social media, like, what socials are you guys, like, really betting on right now um, um, with your artists? I would say probably Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's the one that, um, at least for, um, for, for company, um, Crank Dad, Borges, um, I would say that th those are the, the Instagrams probably yeah, the just, bigger one. The reach is just so fucking good right now. Yeah, it's good. Like stories. Yeah, you know. it's a combination of like manufactured content and non-manufactured content. You know, you get your gallery posts up, you get your funny stories up. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, you you're, we're cross promoting like you know shows in it, or you know, uh, promoting music with it, lifestyle. You know, you friend fr friendships they have with other artists. Yeah. I mean, it's like. It's just such a, uh, such a simple tool, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it's great. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're, you know, at the moment, kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't know. For, for guys like Borges, there, there's a bunch of other, you know, like he's, you know, pushing his YouTube, you know. Um, so YouTube is one I think producers should quadruple yeah. down. Yeah, just yeah. because I'm learning. music content makes sense on YouTube well, I know. a lot of the time. Music, yeah, but yeah. also not even like, to, people think it's just tutorial, but it's not yeah. just tutorial. No, you can it's make like, content around your music. It's like, I t like, like you literally, if you made a video called, I don't know, I think they did they did this, but I think it could have done a little better. Like I sampled like a Lamborghini or some crazy shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I just like blew but if, up. Yeah, but if you do something like that and you have the right type of editing, like Mr. Beast style, the right thumbnails, I mean, dude. Oh yeah, no. Slam those algorithms, you know. Yeah, no. I want to get I want to get a YouTube going for company. I mean, there's so many different like. He, he talked about it yesterday. I think he, he made should. a post about he it. Made he made a post. Yeah, I've been telling him for like ever. Like let's I think do it was this. him coming here because yeah. <laughs> we were talking on content. We were like, dude, you'd be home. so good at YouTube, man. Because he used to make videos yeah. for us too. Like yeah, that was part for, of for forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Good There's so much, you know, he's also like a really good skater. I'm like, dude, like you could also like do dope skate tricks, lifestyle. Yeah, like skate dude, tricks. He should do tutorials. like vlogs, like, yeah, like anything. Dude, life these, stuff. these multi, yeah. like multiple skills now play such a big role in social media because it's cool now. People just want to be entertained on social yeah. media. Dude, Henry it. Fong was talking about like doing a ton of, he does a ton of surf stuff. Yeah. Like uh, he's about to start, I think, doing jujitsu yeah. content on his exactly. Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Be like a lifestyle dude, you know? Like, dude, why I not? shuffle sometimes. If I See, there you I go. Yeah. Really bust a shuffle. And I yeah. <laughs> just and, did it when yeah. I was a fucking teenager. That's sick. And yeah. People fucking love it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's sick. So, I mean, yeah, I think, uh, you know, YouTube curation is, is a really good way, good way to, to go about things and, 
Yeah, I mean, a guy, a guy like Company who hasn't even like launched one. We've been wanting to do it for a minute, but yeah, he would be perfect. Finally, for it. finally ready to rock, I guess. So <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a lot of success with like the uh, YouTube channels, like the big channels? Like um, re-upload, you know the yeah, like guys like, guys like Trap Nation, yeah. and all like you know, yeah, saying? yeah. You know, I have a relationship with you know, uh, you know Andre over there, and um, you know, like Blake from Proximity, and you know, I, I know him a little bit too. Um, yeah, you know, it, I've had some it, with like prior clients and stuff. I've done I've done a lot of work with like Trap Nation and Lowly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Um, I don't know. They're, they're so they're so good reach for newer artists if you can oh. sneak in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, why yeah. not take the free 400k or yeah. whatever? Dude, you can meet those guys just on fucking Facebook. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're all on Facebook. We yeah. had them all on our friends list. Yeah. You just gotta add them and then uh, honestly just make make statuses and not seem like a fucking douchebag. And a lot of they'll time see they'll your start, statuses. They'll start clicking on your music naturally yeah, a lot of the right. time. Yeah, uh, people true. reach out to me and stuff about stuff. Also, like, when you reach out, not ask for anything. Yeah. yeah. Yo, you know what's best is giving them a compliment. Yo, I saw you did X. That's Sick. awesome. Mm -hmm. Or Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, not making it about yourself is always good. That's why this show's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how yeah. many people are, like, pumped that they get to be the spotlight, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. in the future? It's, like, yeah. sweet. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm grateful you guys had me come. Oh, for so, sure. Man. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like this one's been really cool because it's a completely different perspective. Oh, yeah. kind, of, kind of pecking at your brain a little bit because we're trying to get certain things. Yeah. We just know our audience are like, for yeah. sure. What the fuck do we do? Yeah, no, I know. It's 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 never easy, but at the end of the day, like like what I was saying in the beginning, you just keep it real, you know, be be true to yourself. Like nothing nothing would you know, nothing happens like overnight, you know, like a but you don't understand just, that. Yeah, you just got to focus on the growth, you know, like you, you look at yourself one year and then you look at yourself the year before and look at how much you know, how 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 much better your music sounds, how much better your kicks are punching or you know, how much better anything you know from you know your music to your health your fitness you know i'm super into like fitness like stuff like that you know uh, there's so many different ways to excel you know in, in life you know mental health physical health your music your product um find ways to like to track the growth you know because if it's just out and if you're always thinking about it just in front of you all the time like if then things aren't like happening right off the bat yeah it, it can it can get discouraging if you don't like look at ways you know how in a half full type of type of you yeah. know headspace you know to really focus on you know where you've grown and how how much you've grown so and as long as you're focused even if it's just like a like a little bit above the straight line going up you're still you're still going that up, yeah you know? and that happens that for a up. long time it does add a hockey stick you know, yeah the hockey yeah. stick growth it goes yep exactly yeah. You just gotta wait until that. A lot of time, people quit. I feel like right before they actually are about Seconds to do something. Before. Oh yeah, straight like up. Right before the mm -hmm. finish line. That's true. Yeah. And the other thing too is that there is there is no finish line. You know, you gotta yeah, always so keep true. going. There's you know the the you know some of the you know most you know successful or you know busiest people I know in in any industry. They're they don't feel that way about themselves. They're still looking for the next so hungry, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what makes them like that though in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You yeah. Because you like get that. numbed out to the current level. Uh -huh. right? Like yeah. no matter what level you achieve, you get numbed out to it. Mm -hmm. Straight up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like whether it be money or anything. Money, it's like it could be followers. Mm -hmm. It could yeah. be even crazy. Like even like this place. Like, this place is crazy. But like the eighth time we come rent Airbnb to do content. So and it, okay. it, we could be at somewhere ten times nicer than this and it probably won't be as cool because it's the first time we came out here. Yeah, so. right, yeah. <laughs> we always talk about like first experience doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like shocking, and then your brain starts to get used to it. Yeah, so it's like, right. yeah, it's the human condition. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
Um, what are we at on time right now, Alex? The Soul Magic just called me. It was funny. Oh, <laughs> really? Uh, oh, 35 cool. minutes. Cool. What are these like half hour interviews? Uh, we did. It just depends. Yeah, 45 minutes, cool. an yeah, hour. Yeah. Some of them go over if people are super talkative, like uh, Paige and Daniel talked for a while today. Cause oh, I'm nice. Like, cool. Yeah. Who's that guy? What? That blunt? <laughs> I'm not going to hit that right now, man. I'm fucking I'm exhausted, gonna, bro. Chief, we're in Cali. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well, man. That's funny. Um, no, it's cool. Dude, Kyle. Uh, I thought Kyle was coming back over here. I thought he was yeah, too. He said he was going to come over and smash again. Man, maybe he didn't. He didn't he was, want to. Man. Maybe he didn't want to. I'm probably just going to come. Dude, like he, later. Talking, he's he's annoyed because Steven just keeps talking shit. I think. Too. I'm, I'm a shit talker help. too. So after a win, I'm just like, I'm sorry, man. I was rooting for Kyle low key because I knew that he yeah. was getting annoyed with Steven yeah, talking I'll, shit. <laughs> I was texting Kyle. And I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, uh, I was texting. I was like, yo, can we bump back a little bit because we want to get some food and shit. And then um, I was like, yeah, man, we did, we did like four hours of podcast. I'm exhausted. He's like, damn, that's crazy. I was like, yeah. Plus, I was like working you at my DK, so I'm exhausted. I was just fucking <laughs> around, funny. dude. And it was so funny. <laughs> um, how do you like map out like some of the artists' tours? And like when do you decide that, okay, now is the time for a tour? Because I know. That varies with every agent we talk to. Some agents, they only want to build, you know, build them in like more hard ticket type venues. Other agents, they want to build them, you know, in like a kind of a soft type of like more like club type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some agents dictate more, managers dictate more. It really just varies each time, honestly. Like certain clients, the manager really has the vision. Sometimes the agent really has the vision. And then we're like, Yo, this sounds sick. Let's let's do let let's do this. We support that, you know. So it's it really kind of just that. That's why you know with each member of your team, it's all about finding that right fit. You know, if somebody really clicks with it, we so we support that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, that's super interesting. Do you ever have uh, has your artist ever had any bad situations on a tour? Like something crazy happened, or it's like disaster. Um, we like to we usually with artists we like to talk about their tour stories, craziest tour stories. I mean, you might have some tour stories. Yeah, I feel yeah. like what's your craziest tour story? I have tour stories because I've I've been Borges' tour manager. Oh, yeah, I've been Cruella's right. tour manager. Let's hear it. They're, they're, they're pretty tame on the road, but you know we've had some good times with Borges for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember this this one time we were we were like let me think of one. Give me a second. The craziest one. The raunchiest one. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we've, heard, we've heard some pretty crazy ones. We heard uh, Bonnie and Clyde said, we're talking about Dr. P got, like, taken out by this huge dude that was, like, roided up or something oh on gosh. some shit. Like, on stage. On the stage, guy came like, on stage and out. tackled him. Now, there was this one, there was this one show that, that we did back when I was tour managing uh, John, like, in, like, 2015, maybe. It was in, it was in uh, Tijuana. And... The opener was playing like there were like flat there were like flags for the opener and there was like you know like pyro and like he was playing like he even like played some of John's songs or Borges' songs and I go up there as you know tour manager at the time and I'm like I'm telling the stage manager I'm like like what is this guy doing this is like the <laughs> like he's the opener he's the opener like playing the headliners like songs and like, <laughs> I want to fuck in yeah and I was and he and he wouldn't stop and then like the guy's crew like started to get kind of pushy with me and like they almost like tried to like punch me out and like who doesn't he want his guy no no the open the openers guy was this the like opener? a local it was Did... a local what ended up being the a, car, a cartel guy's son oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah, and so you almost got your head chopped yeah, off, left so, in the desert. So after this all like kind of like <laughs> went down, kind of you know, John went on to play. We 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 got through the set. It was a great set, and then you know we were kind of like 
yo, we should probably go out the back way just to be safe. Don't we go out the there, back. that whole crew is like waiting out front for us, no. like ready. Oh, and so we just drove off. We we're like, wow, so glad we were out there. Yeah, so we were like, wow, Dude, we were so scary, glad. Man. Dude, we, something like that, man. Dude, we, they're, they're, they're not playing down no, there. No, we were glad that we went through the back. Let's just say. So in reality, nothing actually happened, they but had a it was kind of scary. Too. Yeah. No, oh, that's, yeah. That's scary, man. Yeah. We found out later, too, that like it, that who like the opener's like, like, you know, parent was or whatever. And we were like, Whoops. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Dude, I Henry Vaughn was that. talking about going to some crazy places, man. Because like, yeah. he got booked in, what, Mongolia? <laughs> in, the, in, the in the middle of, of nowhere. Desert, in like wow. a, a prairie. And he said it was awesome. Like 4,000 people showed up to this festival. But it was just random as hell. That's so cool. He said it was like every walk of life because it was the biggest event that Mongolia had like seen. Yeah. So it's like... I've actually always wanted to go to Mongolia. I've been I've been to Asia maybe like thirteen times. Oh, oh really, dude? I gotta is travel it culture more, different? Because I, I yeah. want to go to different spots. It's sick, dude. I lived in Shanghai in college, man. Oh, really? Yeah, Sh- yeah, How's that? Was sick. Uh, it was cool, man. Yeah, I spent like maybe like half a year there. Oh, that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Was it weird like not being able to talk to people, or did people know English? Uh, I, I studied the language, so like I got I got a little Mandarin under my belt. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Can you speak it a little Can bit? You say now? something for the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just say like. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let, me, let me think of something I could say that like isn't like weird. Ni hao, what the Zhong Wen Ming Se Li Mai Ke, which is basically just like, hey, my Chinese name is Li Mai Ke. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> if man. you're watching this, you know Mandarin. Have you, you lived anywhere else like that? What? Have you lived anywhere else like that, like abroad or um, anything like that? No, that was the only abroad I ever did, and it was like a study abroad. But I like lived, you know, I lived there. It was cool. Yeah, it was That's sick. Awesome, man. Yeah, it comes in handy because like when I was, you know, to say like tour managing or even like you know I did when I was managing too, like uh, like uh, Tynan when his first China tour I went with him and like the language being able to speak mm-hmm. helped. And then even I went with Company for his first uh, uh, Asia tour too. He, he went to Asia. Yeah, yeah. Is China. it hard for an American artist to like sell tickets in in foreign countries? Like, it, like, I'm kind of confused because I just assume... Do they have big fan bases over there? Like, somebody like company is able to just go over there and Like, that's what I'm like confused that? about. Yeah, because there, if you, there's if you, pull, there's draw. I mean, in Shenzhen, there's a, there's a, um, there's a Never Say Die venue. There's a Never Say Die club what? there. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh-huh. I've never heard of that. See, See, that's, anyway. that's how ignorant yeah, I that's, am about that's the That's interesting, topic. man. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, okay, if I go to my analytics, I don't... Cymax is huge. We barely have any fans in China. Yeah. Like nobody, like that part of the map is like black for it doesn't even we don't even get traffic. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think it's literally like blocked from the the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's true. They yeah, like literally, it's a black stuff. spot on Google Analytics. Like it just well, yeah, Google. I mean, Google is illegal, and you know, they're they Facebook. Well, that might be. That though. makes sense. Yeah. Facebook's illegal. Twitter's illegal. Instagram. Dude, that's Instagram's illegal. That's, that's what I'm scary, saying. So now I'm confused on like how they're getting, like how some of the artists are getting reach, or the, yeah. there's so many people already buying well, tickets anyways. The thing is, is there's third third party. What I was telling you about the third party social media promotion. Uh huh. There's other. There's other like social media companies. Oh, well, there's other like social like, media platforms out there. So like you're that, like, saying third party like TikTok promoters overseas or yeah, and you pay them to basically like like help run the socials out networks. there, and they like you basically collaborate with them on oh, like, that's what, what you're actually fueling out here. Who is that like that, that you're doing that with? Um, it varies. There, there's there's a handful of different companies. Um, yeah. I've just never even heard of anything like this. Oh so. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there, there's there, there's some cool ones out there though, and it's like there's third, it's you know there's yeah just th- third party, third party uh, they call it like, like chi- Chinese social media uh, 
PR in a sense. I guarantee you that almost nobody listening to this has heard about that because no, I haven't heard about that. About we do, that. and we do. Comes, it comes in handy. They're trying to figure out Spotify versus SoundCloud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. comes in handy. Actually, it's funny, you know, because like Facebook and all that's like super illegal. Um, the company's uh, song Firewall. You guys know that one that was on his. Uh, that was mm-hmm. the first track off his Metropolis EP. Yeah. Well, we we came up with the name Fire Firewall together. Because, like, in China, they, they call it, like, if you're, like, able to use Facebook, there's, like, a proxy thing. Mm-hmm. To, so you can, they call it climbing, uh, climbing the Great Firewall. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't fucking mess with that in China. Yeah. It's scary so over there, bro. Oh, yeah. the wrong thing or you're searching the wrong thing. You're, yeah. Someone's coming I heard you. about a story of an Australian DJ. This is in Thailand, but he got, uh, he got locked up for, like, possession of MDMA or something, and he got the death penalty. Death. Oh, I bet. He was 23 or something. And it, it, it's, he's, like, he's Go done. Go to go play a show. Scary. Goes to Thailand. No, I think you had a residency at a uh, a DJ there. That's the scariest a, thing uh, ever. That's a DJ there. Yeah, that's like serious. Like death penalty. Yeah. Like I understand he had what no he was clue doing. What he was right, into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's scary. I was actually. Uh, I mean, this wasn't like I actually didn't do like anything wrong. But I was in Istanbul and um, when was it in, in, in April, and just this past April, and I got. I got like I got like robbed. <laughs> oh shit! And because uh, I went by myself, I like to travel. Like gunpoint or like no no no. Shit. I was no it was like it was like a tourist kind of trap thing. I made some friends because I, I like to travel alone sometimes, uh-huh. like um, on vacation. Yeah. And I made a couple friends, some, some like Greek guys, and they were they were cool. I mean, I spent like the day with them. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have like seen the whole city. So the next day, I went I went around the whole city and I like knew the knew my way around yeah. Istanbul. It was tight. However. I basically got like tricked. They also in. robbed your ass. Well, I got I, <laughs> I got tricked into picking up a huge tab, like a huge bar tab, like oh. out of control. And um, how yeah, much they, was it? It was heavy. It was like it was like a thousand bucks. Oh, it was why? Like why did you have to pick it up? Because I think they worked at the venue. And they basically brought me in, and they were all like, oh, I don't know my credit card. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then, I've heard of different situations with yeah. girls luring guys into mm-hmm. like, certain yeah, things. It's crazy. Like yeah. yeah. And so, and so the, they were like, oh, yeah, the, you know, the, the, the bar, the, the manager of the bar, restaurant, or whatever. The bouncer's coming out. He's, yeah. He like threatened to call, which brings me to, to why I brought the service. They threatened to like call the police if I didn't oh like pay this thing. And I'm like, oh, my, okay, I guess I'm going to the ATM. Wow, my God. And, you know, just the thought of like Turkish Turkey. police. I was like, oh, And that's not speaking the language. That's scary. Man. Scariest Another thing country. ever. So I was like, get me out of here. And you know what? I mean, the way I knew that it was like one of those like a soft robbery is because like as soon as like I paid, like everyone like kind of just like disappeared. And I was just like, well, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's interesting. You yeah. say like hostels and stuff? What? You say like hostels when you travel? No, I'm a Hyatt guy. <laughs> you just stay wondering. in a hotel. Because <laughs> yeah. two people that go solo travel. That's that's how, that sounds yeah. sketch, man. That's how you get end up fucking. But, there's a horror movie about yeah, that. But, you know, I, I I work super. I I, work, I like working remotely, so I need mm-hmm. like all my laptops and like I, I carry a nice camera. Like I can't be in like a hostel, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'll lock my stuff up in a hotel. And you just work like do all your normal stuff just go over there and work oh yeah That's i mean cool, i've man. been like there, there was one time i was uh this other i was on like another like four-day trip this was centered around ade i go to ade uh, amsterdam mm-hmm. dance oh, i want to go the yeah we want to go highly recommend you guys own yeah. like a sick company yeah we, yeah. we need to be over there <laughs> yeah we just we honestly <laughs> like doing shit like this is brand new to us because we just oh, yeah. been in our bubble in atlanta oh man if you guys if you guys light the the ade beacon just be like yo we're gonna be here like you guys are gonna have so many meetings it's what? like is it really yeah it's like that easy oh man like i go like i'll go for like four days i'll have like 30 40 meetings holy like, it's speed shit dating. 
That'd be man. good. That'd be because speed that's what, dating. No, that's seriously, it's man. literally like because there's no actual. You just, say, you just literally say it. There's people, no. Yeah, there's no day parties going on. Everyone's walking around by foot. Oh, so that's it's like, awesome, yeah, everyone's man. just meeting up. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. Is it artists or is it mostly like just artists? But but a, a lot of buy a lot of buyers. Um, you know, a lot of you know a lot of buyers, promoters, um, label reps. Um, you know, I think everyone that's ever bought any of my artists in like Europe or China, I'll, I'll meet with there for like a coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's mixers that go on, you know, like label mixers. It's a great way to meet people. So you yeah. think like upcoming artists should try, I mean, it'd yeah. be a good investment I, to go over I there. I think upcoming managers too. They should never mm-hmm. rely on a company to pay for it. Just go. I mean, I told myself in 2015 before I started like signing my own artists that I was going to do whatever it took, save whatever money to go to Miami and Amsterdam conference every year yeah. no matter who because i mean i still you know to this day like you know i'm an i'm an entrepreneur that's partnered with other entrepreneurs you know we all just pay our own way to like go places yeah. you know and so like i've always like even before i had any sort of you know artists or you know income at all i always made sure i put enough money away to to, to do those two yeah that's that's, that's a really good yeah. piece of advice for anybody yeah. to, i mean it's if you, you can save up for even if you have a shit yeah. job you still can save up for something like for that. sure totally yeah, i feel like yeah, the completely. face-to-face stuff is like 10 times and you gotta hustle you gotta valuable. hustle because i've been to a lot of events too like similar stuff to that you gotta have organization you, too you gotta like yeah. make like make effort to reach out to people who are there oh in the beginning yeah. Oh, yeah i mean i've noticed over the last like four years that i've gone five so you've gone every year for a while uh, yeah yeah i'm pushing like half a decade of going like every year and um, from the beginning when I was just hitting up everyone I've ever even had like a radio um, promo conversation with on email to meeting up to now there's like there's some days where I'm even dictating the location these days on like where to meet up you know it's like crazy like this time like 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 the talk about you know the growth what we were talking about like you know the, the growth is something to always keep track of and I used to really when things you know weren't necessarily going as fast as I wanted to or whatever like Tracking how busy my ADE was was a cool way to actually mm-hmm. check my growth. You know, that's like, kind of that's kind of interesting. Yeah, in the beginning, that's, that was yeah. That's actually one of our goals. So we're starting to do live event stuff, and it was crazy because Cymax went from being like these stats online, like yeah. likes, follows, comments, or, like these stats, but then all of a sudden it's like fuck, like packed. We like packed out like a and like two people, times. people like super like, fans. It was it's weird driving to see. six hours. We're like holy shit. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Because we don't know because we're like we're reading comments and stuff. But at a certain extent, there's like a wall. Mm-hmm. But the real life stuff, like when we saw that, it was crazy. But one of the things is like eventually hosting like a cymatics con that's like a music industry. You know, like an oh, ADE yeah. of yeah. our own eventually. I mean, you could do that easily. Um, you know, there's there's like showroom type places that you know in Amsterdam, for instance, that you can rent out. It's like your meeting room. Yeah. You can set something up like this in here, and you can have meetings with you know potential yeah. like, sound designers you want to hire. Probably get people like, a podcast set up right yeah, next to the sure. station. Yeah, you know Dude, I feel like yeah. I feel like uh, the move is doing something out here. Honestly, what do you think about like artists living out here? Because like we've been asking everybody like because we're out here right now in L.A. Yeah. If I if if I was you know I mean I, I got my start in L.A. you know before I, I moved yeah. to, to Vegas for a couple of years. Move I'm obviously moving back to L.A. But I you know like what I was saying about how important it is, you know, like to build any sort of collective or make friends and to help each other out. Like LA is a good place to start. If you, especially if you want to like be making beats and stuff, you know, there's, you know, like Hollywood, downtown LA, like there's so many amazing creatives Mm -hmm. out there. And, you know, on the way up there, there are people that do want to help, you know, you'll hear, you know, that like, you know, the music industry, like people, you know, they screw people over whatever, but like, 
most of the time people are helping each other out yeah you know, you, i mean that's what yeah. i noticed too it's pretty rare yeah. that you bump into somebody Everybody's we were talking to henry cool. fong about that that's been cool you know you always hear like oh yeah like who like showbiz you know but it's like no it's not really like that you don't get you know? very far yeah. because everybody knows you're a fucking dick yeah, exactly. i know talk to you They're it's like, all it's all trust it's like i mean you know that's how it is. It's literally just a bunch of entrepreneurs trying to work. You know, there's yeah. no like, there's no unions. There's no like, mm-hmm. you know, guilds. Like, it's just you guys are entrepreneurs. I'm entrepreneurs. You guys partner with people. I partner with people. Like, it's just literally just a bunch of people like owning owning their own stuff, like partnering up with other people that own their own <laughs> yeah. stuff to yeah. create their own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's yeah. something that I think a lot of, a lot of like, I guess people who haven't like made it yet, whatever in the industry, yeah. they, they like put certain people on a pedestal, an oh, artist, yeah. uh-huh. a management, a company, a brand label, yeah. a channel. And I'm like, dude, you realize that's, there's just some dude or some girl that's just sitting on the other side of that. It's not an unhuman like figure oh, yeah. you can't approach. I'm like, that's just a dude. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or that's just a person. Yeah. And I think sometimes breaking it down like that, understanding that helps you approach them. Cause some people are scared. Mm-hmm. To even like go approach, and they think they're just gonna get denied or like whatever. I'm like, yeah. it's just a dude. It's just. <laughs> it's all about how you carry yourself. I mean, you know, it, I've I've told many people, you know, how you position yourself is important, and and how you carry yourself. You know, um, communicating with confidence is really important. You know, um, there's just so many ways to go about like kind of what you were saying, like approaching someone that maybe. Even if you did put him on a pedestal at one point in your life, well, before you like understood how the game worked or whatever, mm-hmm. like, just focus on your composure, you know. Like, then you get to know them, and it's fine, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to wrap into the audio yeah. segment? Yeah. Cool. Do you have some questions for it? Because uh, we've been asking like these certain questions, cool. but I just kind of wing it. They usually come out good. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's all. Well, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you guys want to do. So, yeah. so what we do is we just go into audio, so we can get people to go listen on other platforms and follow things, us on yeah. other oh, cool. platforms. So but we we'll just cut get, it right yeah. here on YouTube, and then we yeah. or we do a giveaway first. Yeah. And also, you can, a, a you quick, can also yeah, plug, like, a plug like where they can plug, come find you, um, and like what you got going on, what your artist got yeah. going on. All what that do you want the entire Max community to know? Oh, quick, quick plug, quick plug. Um. I've never I've never done a, a, pl- a plug like this you can before, you can so. just plug your Instagram we'll link it under this video yeah, yeah. so okay cool yeah um, I'll just say I uh, got yeah so my Instagram is at Mike Lasanti um, M I K E L I S A N T I and um, uh, one of my artists Moody Goody has a track coming out on Deadbeats uh, June 26th it's a midweek Dude, track he's and such it's such a fucking beast producer it's a man beast of a track I can't it's wait sick. to hear it it's called Bite Your Lip. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, his that one song, that unreleased ID with Skrillex. Yeah. Uh, if you could just convince him to release that, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, I know. Do you know right? what, which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's so mm-hmm. beast, man. Yeah. That thing goes off live. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the track, it's cut. So this 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 by your lip track, it's it hasn't been. It's we're formally announcing it on like Monday, but like you know, it's it's coming out on the 26th, so it's like. Yeah, you're ready for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, guys. So we're doing our you know, giveaway. We do every episode. It's five one hundred dollars. I'm asked gift cards. All you have to do is you just drop a comment and let us know what your favorite part of the show was with the timestamp, if possible. And for those of you guys listening on audio, these are your YouTube giveaways. So make sure in the YouTube channel, make sure you're subscribed, and the audio portion starts now. Okay, so now that the YouTube video cuts and then we roll in. The people are going to be like, why do you have to explain it to them every time? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, cool. So, so a couple, we did our bonus questions for uh, the audio platforms. <laughs> uh, 
You can answer a little bit quicker. It doesn't have to be like long form answers per se. Kind of just like short, bam, bam, bam. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like lightning round. Okay. Uh, one thing, biggest mistake that you think uh, producers make towards approaching like success with a project? Like what are producers doing who are unsuccessful that they're kind of fucking up on? Um, hate, hating on other um, producers on, on social media. 100%, man. Dude, that was <laughs> probably the best answer. Biggest fuck up. Biggest fuck up. You, people yeah. remember. They think that, like, people don't see that online and they won't remember you? Well, it's just like, dude, like, you know, you don't have to be like a, you know, like, say if you have like a, even if it's like a small artist account, Twitter or something, mm -hmm. like, that, you know, you're like just starting out and you're still kind of a, fan, a consumer or a fan of the music, don't chime in like some fan, like, you know, shitting on this artist. Like, even if, if you, you don't if you want fucking it, like it, say yeah, you like it. Like, fuck, yeah, be like, a nice person. <laughs> I know. Like, at the end of the day, like, do you not, like, want this guy's, like, support? And do, yeah. do you not li like, like, why would you? This doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's one strategy that your artists, uh, are doing that's killing it right now for their projects that you think a lot of other producers and artists aren't doing that they should be all of them um well moody good's got a different approach because he's a bit more um of like the anomaly vibe you know mm -hmm. he's a little bit um yeah so it's a different type of approach with him but my other guys they engage with their fans like crazy yeah moody good's good on twitter with it um mm -hmm. he's like he's a big like tweeter <laughs> yeah but you know like borges crank that company they're always talking to their fans mm -hmm. like, it's crazy it's yeah. that's what we, we put that's, it. that's what i have a i have a clicker and i try to click out like 100 messages 100 comments a day back to it people. matters and i'm literally like people trying freak to out the they'll, they'll post that shit on their stories and like oh my god steven even just liking their comment goes a long way oh um, yeah yeah that's really good even if you're a small artist you should be answering to every comment especially oh, yeah. being thankful like and the other thing too um, that a lot of artists don't pay attention to is their uh, their Facebook message requests, their Facebook page, like their Facebook mm. fan page. There is so much fan mail in there that doesn't get hit. I, I, I remind, you know, like certain guys about it all the time. I'm like, yo, like just go in there and thank them. And you can't like, outsource <laughs> it either. Yeah, yeah you, you know, got to go in there. doesn't do feel it right about outsourcing your. No. You got to yeah. go in there and do the, the dirty work. I mean, dude, Gary V talks about mail. still like, yeah. he'll he'll still like answer somebody. You know, Gary V, I'm mm -hmm. sure, right? Uh, oh, yeah, no, no you, we, we talked about him earlier. I wasn't too familiar with so him. So, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a huge entrepreneur. Uh, okay. You should look him up on okay, Instagram. Cool. He's, he has he's a $200 million dollar company. He's, he's grown multiple eight figure companies. But he does a ton of content, but he still to this day will even like somebody will tweet him. He'll sometimes answer them with like a video he did mess, it to me. selfie yeah he did it to him i remember before. that for years and like and that's a guy running a literally 200 million dollar company wow. if they can do it you can do it like there's Dude, no son Holo, it sounds son like that Holo, too yeah son, son Holo Holo will sit there and answer and like he'll he'll do voice messages to people and people i took that freak out i did that too i'm gonna start doing yeah. that he's too. got a really loyal following you know people really people buy tickets to his shows i know yeah. He did the Red Rock show. Yeah, he just did a big Red Rock show. Nuts. Yeah, I know. I was looking at videos of that. <laughs> um, yeah, we just did some work with him. Uh, Great. We're coming out with He was our first guest him. on the show. Yo, that's awesome. Yeah, we yeah. kick-started kick that, and we have like a, a He chilled with us for like a week, and we worked on a bunch of stuff. It's we a great got way to start. Cool product. Yeah. Cool. Drew, you got any last-minute uh, no. sauce for the audience? We're no, good? I think we're good. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. Yeah, appreciate sharing the sauce. It's pretty It's pretty lighthearted, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah. You'd be surprised, like, dude, this this one goes out, and then you're just gonna see your face like, <laughs> like nonstop on Instagram. Great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Sweet. That's a wrap. Thanks.